From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. I'm going to let today's episode speak for itself. That being said, I'd like to take this time to ask Mr. John Livingston to message me directly with all of his amazing guest suggestions at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. Please and thank you. To carchair.atheist on TikTok, let me know if the volume is better on this one. To little Jimmy Lou Who for always believing in me. Thanks, man. I'd also like to thank all the wonderful people that have helped keep the recording light on this year. David McLaughlin, Mr. Lightning, John Nightingale, David Cutter, Andy McWaters, Kim Shang, Phil Thompson, Christina Tilly, Erica Rice, Jerry Young, Travis Alexander, 7D from Thailand, Kevin McDowell, Jim Bockerstedt, Simon Griffiths, Bob Barnes, Aaron Howard, John Radwell, Vince Kitka, Alan Marks, Sean Erskine, David Lagar, Kosh, Melissa Cummings, Lamims, and the patron who has stuck by the show the longest, Vicki McGuire. Thank you all for supporting the show. Also, Jesus was a bastard. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. Does, what, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is Christian author Carol Slusky. Welcome to the show, Carol. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. So I heard you wrote a book called 30. Tell us a little bit about that. Actually, 30 years ago, uh, I lost a daughter. My 24-year-old daughter, Paula, passed away very, very unexpectedly. And during the last two or three years, I just had a calling to spread the word on how to help other moms and dads through this tragic, tragic event. I spent 30 years healing and, you know, looking back over the 30 years, I realized that this didn't happen overnight. It happened in steps, actually stepping stones. It was like going forward, coming mm. back, going forward, coming back, learning, putting your trust and faith in what? I found faith in God. I always thought I had it before she died. But mm. when she passed, <clears throat> I changed. I changed because... I took my religion, my faith, and God for granted. It was just something you go to church because you have to go to church. When you're young, you go because your mom and dad make you go to church. Hmm. You go through everything, the ceremony, receiving communion, praying. But are you really praying, and do you really know what's deep down inside of you? Hmm. When the tragedy happened to me when... I lost her. I I just I knew that there was only one place to go for my salvation, and that was to God. And hmm. 
it, it didn't take me a little, like a long time to get there. It was like, boom, it was just God help me. And um, in my book, I go through the steps of when she died, how she died, how I felt, hmm. and how I managed to pray and ask him, please help me. And then I found a miracle within hmm. this prayer. And that was that I related to someone that I never thought I could relate to, and that was the Blessed Virgin Mary. And that happened actually at her funeral. At sorry, you said, funeral. you said the Virgin Mary? Yes, the Virgin Mary. Um, I believe that through the Holy Spirit, Mary came into my soul and told me that she was going to help me because she was a mother that lost her son. Huh. And I never looked at it that way before. In all the religion classes I had or the masses I went to or talking about her, I never thought of her really as a, as a human mother. And she was. She was human. A human mother that lost her son. Hmm. But she not only lost him, she saw him murdered. Hmm. She saw him devastatedly killed. Hmm. And I go through that process in my book also about talking about um, that part of the mystery of the rosary. But I felt a bond with her because hmm. she was like me. I was like her. We're mothers. Hmm. So I asked her in my prayer to help me Help me get through the funeral. That's where I was at. I wasn't 10 years down the road or 20 years down the road or 30 years down the road. I was there at the funeral. And that's yeah. when my first awakening happened to me with her. And it was like she just took me and embraced me hmm. and just said, walk with me. I will show you how you're going to get through this. And. Um, so, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, yeah, just a few ahead. questions there. Um, so, as far as the the Virgin Mary part, um, there are other mother gods um, that send comforting things to people. Um, Kali Ma is one of them. She's the Hindu god, came before the Christian religion and all that. Um, so, you're stating that it was Mary. Did you see Mary? Did she talk to you? Did she, she say that it was Mary? I didn't see her. Okay. And she didn't talk to me, but I felt her. You felt her? And you and have to, does... you, you know, Michael, the way I feel when you, you brought up, you know, uh, another mother, I didn't know the other mother. I, I wasn't, I, I was not familiar with who you just said. I, huh. I really don't know who she is. I never studied that. Okay. Um, I, I studied Catholicism. Right. That's all. That's the only mother I knew that was related to heaven. It's the only one you could, you could attribute this to. That's right. That's gotcha, right. Because so, you didn't know about the other ones. That's um, correct. Doesn't mean they're not there to help. But you said you felt her. <clears throat> Sorry, still recovering. Um, you felt Mary specifically. How does Mary feel specifically over anybody else? It was just a warm embrace. Um, comforted. You felt comforted. Comforted, mm -hmm. knowing that I wasn't alone, that 
she went through it. And probably the biggest thing that I realized at the time was that she went through something more massive than I do. Hmm. Over a period of 30 years, I've learned it's not only losing a child that hurts, it's how you lost them. Hmm. I lost my daughter. She died in a hospital hmm. in the emergency room with two nurses, giving her love and comfort as she couldn't. She had a pulmonary embolism. So she couldn't even probably talk. I wasn't there when she died. Mm. Um, so Mary was there when her son died. That's the difference. There's well, people it, that I know. There's a lot of difference. I mean, Mary was the, you know, had the son of God. Um, that was a little, he was required to die. That was the whole point of him being born was so that he would die. Um, <clears throat> a little bit different there. But, but I mean, a, a tough question. But who do you think is responsible for her death, for uh, Paula's death? My daughter almost died twice before. This is the third time. She almost died at birth. She uh, almost mm. died at 20 months old. She didn't die. She lived. She made it through the emergencies. Hmm. 24, at the age of 24, she had another emergency, and she died. Who caused it? I believe it was her time. That, that's what I felt. As much as I wanted her alive, I knew I had to let her go because it, it was something that just was meant to be so jesus jesus is responsible because he called her home it was it was her time well jesus is god yeah. and i do believe in the in the holy trinity i'm catholic so i believe in the father son and the holy spirit i believe the holy spirit comes into me mm -hmm. that's the entity that is my conscience part of my conscience that brings good messages to me, good feelings to me. Um, Jesus is the human part that I'm able to relate to. God, God is the Father. I, I, to me, that's the big one. I mean, they're all supposed to be the same. Hmm. They're all supposed to be one. And, you know, even for me, all of it is sometimes hard to comprehend. It's so massive. Yeah. No, but that's where faith, you know what, Michael, that's where, <laughs> yeah, that's where faith comes <clears throat> in. But, <clears throat> you know, you have to either have faith, find faith, um, experience it, feel it. Well, let's, let's back up a little bit there. We can, we can definitely go into faith. Um, it's an interesting topic for sure. Um, but the Jesus part. So Jesus is responsible for this happening. Is, is Jesus responsible? I... That would make me wonder if I should blame him because I didn't want her to die. When you're saying yeah. Jesus is responsible, responsibility is a very big, meaningful word to me. Yeah. And if I put that on anyone, whether it's God or human, being responsible, that one I'd have to say, I can't really answer that question. I appreciate that. I do. I appreciate that. I, I don't really even understand what you're asking. Well, I mean, God is in control. God is the one that has a plan, correct? God, 
God has given me my free will. He's also taken things from you. Free will has taken me things from me. Free will. Free, free will is not an entity may, that you believe in, right? Or I mean, maybe it's, it's, actual it's even more than maybe it's even more than free will. Um, hmm. What's meant to happen happens. Hmm. There are no coincidences. It's meant to happen. Life. What's meant to happen? Everything. That means there's somebody who's putting right. it right. I mean, who is that person that's that's meaning for this to happen? It's called life. It's called True, life. Yes. It's called living. <laughs> it's called life, yeah. living, making decisions for yourself. So where does to Jesus me, fit in then? To me, I'm responsible for myself. I'm responsible for the decisions that I make. Mm. Um, Absolutely. That's the bottom line. Mm. So maybe I made an incorrect decision of not being there at the hospital with my daughter when mm. she entered. Am I going to blame myself for that? I did blame myself for a while for that because I thought if I was there, maybe maybe things would have been different. But as far as God, no. Uh, to me, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, they did not. They did not let my daughter die. Was Jesus there in the hospital? I don't, you know, that's a good question. Was Jesus there in the hospital? Was Mary there? Was God there? Was the Holy Spirit there? Were any of them there? You know what I was looking for? Hmm. I was looking and trying to feel my daughter's soul. I didn't feel her soul. That's, I was more concerned about her soul than I was about thinking if Jesus was there or Mary. I wasn't at that point. I wasn't even thinking of Mary. Mary didn't come to me until the funeral. So why were you concerned about her soul? Because I didn't feel it when I got to the ICU, the intensive care unit. And I approached her bed, and she was loaded with equipment. They had her on the life support equipment. And she was breathing through the life support equipment. And all I remember is that I didn't feel, I didn't feel she was alive. <clears throat> I felt she was a, an empty vessel that was being pumped <clears throat> with oxygen. And I didn't feel her soul. I've been with a few family members close to them when they died. And I, I did feel a difference. It was like, I can't, I wish I could explain it, but I just felt Paula, there was no soul there. She was dead. And it, it was, she was empty. Yeah. So her soul, though, why were you concerned about it? What was going to happen to it? I wasn't concerned. I just didn't feel it. Okay. I didn't feel it, so that made me question, why are they doing this to her? Yeah, She's got a flat line. Yeah. The reading on the screen is a flat line. And she's breathing by the equipment. 
if they stopped the equipment, if they stopped the pump, what would happen? Would she stop breathing? Of course. That's what I thought, because there's a flat line there. Mm -hmm. Her eyes were dilated. My daughter was dead. Yeah. And I had to go through that for 48 hours I'm until sorry, they disconnected her. That's tough. Yeah, that, that, it was hard. It was difficult, but it was also, I'll tell you, I really learned from that. I, I, that's, that's really when I began to become spiritual. That's when part of me started the turning point in my life, my feelings, and maybe my faith. Um, so I, I, I didn't question my faith. Carol, hold on. Um, so, it, man, Jesus didn't stop it from happening. Jesus, Mary didn't stop it from happening. Mary didn't protect her, didn't send the angels down. And because she passed away, you became more spiritual. You became closer to God. Yes. So it was yes. her time. It was her time to, to pass away, to die, to teach you I, to be a better Christian? Not to teach me, to let me begin the experience of learning. Carol, that's horrible. To be. It's not horrible. Paula, that is so bad, Carol. Paula You're loving God. Paula twice could have died, but Jesus did save her. She lived. So are you asking me now that I'm putting God in the position that he has to do everything I ask of him? Not because even remotely. I pray I'm telling you, that's, that's a disgusting way to go about things as a loving father. There is not a chance I would kill one of my kids' kids just so they would love me more. There's not a chance. That wouldn't even be a thought. I, 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 the loving father figure, the, the loving Mary, the loving mother figure does nothing to stop this and it's just to teach you a lesson to be a christian to get you closer to god mary uh, well Carol. let me all right <laughs> let me let me interject here with what you're saying first of all make it sound better please make it sound better well, i will i will let me let me back it up with some facts some evidence okay some evidence yeah all right there's also the, the part in there that's the, the physical, natural evidence of, of dying, of, of dying and the possibility of her coming back to life. And that's what the doctor told me. The initial doctor on the telephone when he got a hold of me and told me that where my daughter was at and the condition that she was in, he said that should she live, she has 5% chance of living. And if that happened, she would have 95% chance of brain damage. Well, where's about a miracle? Don't, doesn't Jesus so, do miracles? So that right there, where was Jesus before that? Possibly. Hmm. Possibly this is a time in which acceptance has to be upon the reality that it's it was her time to, to die. God gave me to her for 22 more years after she had her second close-to-death experience. I had her for 22 years, and I blessed, thank God for that. But like what I'm saying is I, I 
I can't expect to ask God for everything that I want without realizing that there are some things that Paula is in control of with her own soul and her own life. And perhaps it was just, it was her time to die. That was a big part of my healing process. It's over 30 years to understand it, to feel it, to accept it, that it, you're, you're asking me something that if I was to choose to believe that God was to make her live, to allow her to live, and he didn't, that I should turn on him and, and, and be angry. And that's where the, that is another chapter in my book is don't be angry at God. Do you believe miracles happen? Yes, I do. Would you have been more? Would you have been more spiritual if the ninety-five percent brain damage was healed? I have, and you had your daughter next to you. I have that in my book. I have that in my book because that's a very good question, and your insight is right on my level. Um, That ninety-five percent chance. I said that. Now, if God, if, if if. she had the 95% chance she made that she lived and the 95% chance of the brain damage being so severe. We needed another miracle. Paula did not need one miracle. She needed two miracles on that incident. Well, that's nothing two. for your God, though. That's nothing. God can do all things. Through all things, I can do things through strengthens me, all that. I mean, he's a loving father. He wants to protect people. He wants you to strive. He wants you to be happy. He doesn't want you to be sad. He doesn't want to hurt you. But who else is responsible? Who else set this in motion? The same guy you praise and worship. He's in control. My daughter. Is God in control? My daughter. No, no, Michael. Michael. Mm -hmm. My daughter was in control. My daughter was in control of her life. She smoked. She was a smoker. 30 years ago, we didn't know that much about the nicotine effects is what we know it now. And I believe that because of the smoking situation, and I, again, it's right there in my book Mm. about the smoking, that that caused the blood clots because I heard her gurgling last time second of last time i was with her i told her you better quit smoking paula so my daughter continued to smoke so are you going to blame god because she smoked well as a loving father i would have stepped in i know when well, i smoke my mom's blaming god for everything sent me all you? kinds of stuff to to stop yeah. smoking so i mean she actually stepped in i mean yeah tried you're to help blaming, out god blaming doesn't god try to help God didn't try to help in this situation. He was nowhere to be found. Whatever I say, you could turn and blame. Well, I'm giving you the reason why. He was nowhere to be found. He's the all-powerful, loving father figure who needed this to happen so you can become a better Christian. I, 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 I don't see it as a good thing. I don't see it as a good thing. Faith, why is faith a good thing? Describe faith. What is what is faith to you? Just describe it first. 
So we know we're on the same page. Well, I think I believe faith is is it, it's what nourishes you. It's what it, it's food. It's food for your food soul. Is- it's food for your body. It's food for life itself. It gives you a reason to live. Without faith, what is there to live for if you don't believe in something greater? Lots of things. There's lots greater. of things to live for. My kids, my wife, my dog, Peter, my family, and life itself, the planet, going to friends. Heaven. There's lots of lots things of- to live for. Oh, shit. Shenanigans. You okay? Are you there? I'm I think we here. lost each other for a second there. Oh, yeah. I'm, did you get me back? <laughs> You're good. We're good. So I have a lot of things. Okay. A lot of things. Like I said, my wife, my kids, my dog, my, my planet, my family. You know, lots of things. I, I don't need this invisible person who I can't see. Feel, touch, taste. I mean, I, I have actually. There was even a period of time, Michael, there was even a period of time for. in which I had a revelation that Paula was in my life, that I, I gave birth to her, and it was my life because she also brought something to me. And that's. She brought me closer to God. Through her death, it brought me closer to God. Through her death, I became a better person. Could God have brought you closer to him without her dying? I don't know. I didn't live that life. Yes. He's an all-powerful you know, God. Of course he can. That's something that I, I couldn't even answer. You know, well, if... Yes, Paul. Uh, Carol, there, sorry, Paul. Maybe Carol. there would be. If, if if he allowed her to, all right, if she lived, then something else could have happened that, you know, that would have brought me closer to God. But until you experience and God, you know, real, it, it's it's the worst tragic thing that could happen. To no, yeah, I totally believe you. I, I, there's not even a smallest bit of doubt yeah. that that is a tragic, horrible thing to go through. I believe you. you. No, you believe me, but... You can't feel it because it hasn't happened to you. I don't want to feel it, Carol. It never does. I believe you that it sucks. And I didn't didn't understand it either. I didn't understand. I didn't understand how tragic something like this could be. I'm telling you I understand how tragic it could be. I don't want to go through it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't. I don't. It sucks. So... Faith. What exactly? You called it food. That's an interesting way to describe it. But what is it? It's not really food because I can't eat it. No, it's something that I have never seen God. He's never appeared to me. God's never appeared to me physically. Uh Um, The only vision I ever have of God is what, uh, since I'm an artist, I I paint. I, I painted baby Jesus, in fact. So... Wait, you painted baby Jesus I, I and I think failed? that was my telephone. I oh, <laughs> I was wondering what that was, like a train going by. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I painted the Virgin and, 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 and uh, Jesus. And then what happened? And, um, but, but I've, never, I've never seen it for real. It was, it's just a vision in my head. But I've never witnessed seeing, you know, God. 
Now, I don't remember, but what were we talking about? Right faith. What is faith? Like, what exactly? What is dis- faith? Yeah. Can you describe faith to me, like, in words that would be, like, with the Bible, it says that faith is the seeing, believing in things unseen. Okay. I'll, I'll give it to you for what I believe and what I feel about faith. Okay. I, you know, this is my interpretation yes. of my life in faith. And I am quite older than you. So I've had more years of experience in in faith. Oh man, you're breaking I've up had a little more bit. More things happen to me, probably. Yeah. All right. Faith to me is, of course, you believe in God. And where does that come from? So faith that is has belief to in come God. From, that that comes from within. It comes from things that you learned. The physical things that you've been taught and your acceptance in it and how you feel about it, how you can accept it. And then you take that and you weigh it up against the things that have happened in your lifetime. What has happened in your life? Incidences of good, bad. We have an unstable connection. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, it's kind of choppy there. We'll have to continue this another time if it gets worse but as far as hebrews 11 1 would you use that to describe your faith specifically um faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see you know being human i'd have to say that there are times in which i my faith is not as strong as other times do I ever have a doubt? I think we all have doubts. What are your doubts? What are my doubts? Well, there's sometimes I think, much is this really, could this really be true? Could it really be true that there's a life after death? Hmm. I want it to be true. Yeah. I've got someone very important to be with, to see, to kiss, hmm. to hug, to love. Hmm. So I want it to be true. And I believe it as what my dad used to tell me when we were little kids, that you should believe and trust in God. Because if you don't, what do you really have? You're safer and you're going to live a better life if you have God in your life. Well, that's a believing that God in my life is going to be a better way to live. And if I really need to talk to someone and go to someone, there's no better place or person or entity to go to than to God. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Lots of better places. Um, There's licensed professionals that can actually sit across from you and tell you things, actually give you feedback. God cannot give you any feedback. I've been there at licensed (laughs) professionals. I've had them. I've had them. I've had them tell me how to heal from losing my child. I've had not everybody has the right answer. I'm sorry. My my sanity. What was God's answer? I lived my life. What was God's answer? The way I lived my life and my sanity for the last thirty is because God was in my life. I truly believe that. I'll always believe that, and that is what I tell other parents believe. Yeah, no, I want do believe to. that. So, what did God I tell you? It. What did God tell you? 
Well, we're breaking up a little bit. Oh, sorry. What did God? Yeah. What did God tell you? All right. Here's what the Holy Spirit told me that came within me. Okay, so a ghost over the over the years, it it came in gradually. What do you mean it came in? It came in my feelings about how to heal, how to live my life. You mean you recovered over time? Dark. How to get out of the dark, deep pit that I was in because I was hurting so bad, because Mm -hmm. I was crying, because I was depressed. Understandable, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, is is it understandable? The the pain. Other parents understand. Why don't you believe me when I they, tell you it's understandable? Understand Why don't oh, you believe me? You haven't experienced it, so you can't so understand. So what? I can still truth. tell you I understand. Well, you can understand it, but I felt it. I understand you felt I had, it. I had I had to survive okay. from from, and I was getting sick. I was also getting sick while everyone thought that I was doing so well. I wound up having surgeries. I wound up having four back operations. I wound up having multiple sclerosis. I've had fibromyalgia. I wound up having cardiomyopathy. I wound up having my last surgery. Pardon? Praise Jesus. (laughs) Praise Jesus. Jesus got me through. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus got me through all that. Why did you have to go through that, though? Why couldn't Jesus stop that from happening? Why didn't he stop it? As a loving father, as a loving God, a loving relationship, as your best friend, why would he not stop that? (laughs) Because he not only stopped it. He didn't. People did. You you went to surgery. People did that. I went to surgery and I lived and I got through it. God didn't do any of that. And because of my living and my growth in myself, I started to use all of my talents that God gave me. Are you ready for that one, Michael? That God is gave amazing. Me, God makes God you suffer me, so you can get your talents God out. gave me talent. He couldn't do that I without used, making you suffer? And I, I used it. it. I probably wasn't using my talent before I lost my daughter. I didn't. Carol, it's horrible. I, I was captured. I was captured by wanting to live a life of goodness, to be the best I can be, share what I I've learned, share my art, share whatever I wanted to do, be good you to can, people, to give, to be a loving person. That brought me closer to heaven because i knew if i ever wanted to see my daughter again i had to be the best person i could be oh wow the rest of my life yeah who's going to keep you from her if you're not a good person amen Amen. what who's going to keep her from you if you're not a good person who's gonna I didn't hear that. Who's going to keep your daughter you from you? You have to repeat you? that, Michael. Who's going who's gonna to keep your daughter from you if you're not a good person? Wait, I, I just got who's going to keep my daughter. Right, if you're not a good person. Who's going to keep your daughter from you if you're not a good person? Who's going to keep my daughter from me? I, I myself. I'm going to keep myself away from my daughter because what if you refuse what if if you refuse carol what if you refuse to keep your daughter away from you what if you 
climb to heaven. Are you able to do that? Would God allow you to do that? If I, I don't know. I don't understand that question. That's okay. That's okay. So let's get back to, that's okay. Let's get back to what did God tell you? I want to know what God told you. What did he, or the Holy Spirit, sorry, it was the ghost that told you. He told me to take my life into my own hands and survive. Learn how to survive. Survive by doing things. So I started painting. I started working harder on my job. I started using the time that I was crying and grieving. And I turned around and I put it into good time. You were healing. Time good. for me to stop thinking about Paula and mm. hurting. And that was the healing process. But was it a physical voice? Did this, did this ghost actually talk to you or did this ghost tele- telepathically give you a thought? A thought. I mean, I think all humans would get thoughts. Right. Before I, knew, I don't attribute I it to thought, a ghost, I though, Carol. Thought, I, thought, I really thought before this happened that thoughts that came into my head were my thoughts they are but obviously i had some new thoughts coming into my head that doesn't mean they're from a ghost carol that doesn't mean they're from a ghost i don't believe well i don't believe god is a ghost you you believe the holy ghost right you're calling god a ghost i don't think god's a ghost you just said the holy ghost came into you the holy spirit i won't that's a ghost Well, of course not. It's, it's, you know, I'm going to use the word ghost, spirit, ghost, apparition. They're all the same thing. It's a ghost. So what did this spirit, what did this, excuse me, Michael, Michael, excuse me. I believe in ghosts. Now we believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts. Okay. I hit my daughter. did. My daughter came to me one night. Mm. Now she was the ghost, not Jesus or God. My daughter came to me. You said Holy Spirit. Is a spirit a ghost? Is a spirit a ghost? It's an easy one, Carol. I, I, I don't know if I it's can an easy one. answer <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> there, there really is. It's All right, let's go back to this, the Holy Spirit. What did the Holy Spirit sound like? Oh, wait, well, I do sorry. Know no, it was Jesus, celebrity. Sorry, yeah. Talk, and, you know, I uh-huh. think Jesus. I think Jesus is Jesus a ghost? Is this Holy Spirit a ghost? Well, I I don't know of anyone, but I've read that there are people that have had Jesus appear to them, you know, on their deathbed or the or the near death experiences. Why then? Why not in their actual Jesus. life when they so need it? I guess you could say Jesus. You know, you could call him. Maybe was he a ghost? Could you see through him or whatever? I don't even know truly what a ghost is, to be honest. I've never seen a ghost. You just said you believe in um, ghosts. Except one night I did have <laughs> an incident that happened to me. Oh. And I. Oh, man. Sorry. Your internet connection is getting real bad there. All right. Let's. We, we've gone long enough. This has been great. Thank you so much for your time. If anything you want to close out with, and then please plug your book. Where, where can we find it? Well, I just, I'm up on Amazon. My book is called 30 and by Carol J. Slusky. The Kindle and version is S-L-U-S-K-I. I basically, parents, pardon? The Kindle version, sorry, the internet is really bad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's Kindle. It's, yeah. it's Kindle and also hardcover. Gotcha, gotcha. Plug, plug the website. Is there a website? 
I don't have a website. I have a YouTube channel called yes. Carol Jean Studio. You can watch it paint. That I will be doing some videos and talking. Yeah, watch me paint, but there'll be other things I'm going to start, you know, talking about the book. Gotcha. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Carol. Keep in touch. Thank you. Stay safe out there. Thank Talk you. to you later. You stay safe, Michael. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. One run through. No do-overs. From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. I'm going to let today's episode speak for itself. That be said, I'd like to say... From in the...